and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theories surrounding it. I won't give you any answers because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. This is a creature feature episode, and this one is a folklore episode. Today, we're looking at a creature that is just as fearsome on the ground as it is in the sky. We're looking at the griffin. A fearsome creature rules over the land and skies. One so fearsome that it's been used in medieval iconography and is one of the oldest business symbols in Finland. In order for this episode to work correctly, we have to do everything out of order. So today, and only for today, we're going to do the description first. The griffin is a chimeric creature, which means that it's a combination of multiple creatures. Believed to be the offspring of a lion and an eagle, the griffin shares traits of both of them. Usually, it's depicted as a creature with the head of an eagle and the back legs, body and tail of a lion. The front legs are similar to eagle legs. Sometimes, this creature sports projecting ears, and it can also be seen with either a great pair of eagle wings or wingless. All the eagle parts of this creature are feathered, and all of the lion parts are covered in fur. That's about all there is to the griffin. Let's look at the mythology behind it. The lion was considered the king of the beasts and the eagle was considered the king of the birds. The griffin being a hybrid of both of them, inherited those qualities. It's strong and considered the king and ruler of all creatures. The name is spelled in multiple ways too. Griffin, griffin and griffin all sound exactly the same, but they have different spellings. One has a double F and an I. One is Y-P-H-O and the other has a double F and an O. Depictions of these creatures can be found in art and mythology from ancient cultures. They appear in Iranian, Anatolian, Egyptian, Indian and several European mythologies as well. Specifically in Greek art, griffins were seen pulling the chariots of the gods Apollo and Nemesis and were said to be the hounds of Zeus. Their mere association with Apollo associated the creatures with the sun and their service to Nemesis gave them the role of protectors and guardians who carried out retribution of injustice. There's even a story about how Alexander the Great captured two griffins and chained them to his throne. Eventually, he was said to have tamed one, flying around on its back for seven days. Although stories of griffins were most common in ancient Greece, they do appear in ancient Persia and Egypt as far back as the 4th millennium BCE. 
Archaeologists have even uncovered depictions of griffins in frescoes in the Bronze Age palace of Knossos on the island of Crete. These frescoes date back as far as the 15th century BCE. Looking into other mythology, there are creatures that are very similar to the griffin. In Assyrian mythology, the Lamassu had the head of a man, the body of a lion or bull, and the wings of an eagle. It sounds really similar to the Sphinx of ancient Egyptian and Greek mythology. Looking further east, the Garuda is half man, half bird, and served as a mount for the Hindu god Vishnu. These creatures all show characteristics of two or more creatures, creating some kind of super being. Griffins, due to their associations with Apollo and Nemesis, are often seen to be guardians of treasure. Usually, they're said to guard gold mines and often appear on tombs to guard the dead. Pliny the Elder said that they lay eggs in burrows inside nests lined with golden nuggets. And other accounts suggest that they build nests high up like eagles, laying eggs made of agate, a semi-precious stone. The ancient Greek historian Herodotus wrote that in North Europe there was a lot of gold. He said that he couldn't say how the gold was produced, but speculated that one-eyed men named Aramaspians were stealing it from griffins. He said that he didn't believe that it was specifically the Aramaspians stealing the gold, but does suggest that outlying lands tended to have the rarest items within them. Aristeus of Proconnesus, a Greek poet, told the story of the Aramaspi. They were said to have dwelled in the northern parts of Scythia, in the foothills of the Ripian Mountains. These mountains were said to be situated between the cave of Boreas, the Greek god of the North Wind, and the Hyperborean region of the world. The Aramaspians were said to steal gold from the griffins, which resulted in battles that were often depicted in art. This seems like a strange segue in the mythology, but griffins hate horses. Why do they hate horses though? Well, it's because of the Aramaspians. In the many battles they had with the griffins, the chosen steeds of the men were horses. Griffins are often depicted attacking or killing horses, although this part of the mythology is odd because griffins have been known to mate with horses, creating the hippogriff, said to symbolise love and made famous through the Harry Potter franchise. In the Middle Ages, the legend of the griffin changed. They were believed to mate for life. If one of the pair died, the other was said to live the rest of its life alone, similar to swans. This part of the mythology is claimed to be a fabrication of the church as a symbol against remarriage. However, it's not clear whether this is an actual belief or whether that appeared later. It was also said that the griffin came to Europe through traders who had travelled the Silk Road from the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. How they were captured and transported to Europe is unknown and how they managed to become one of the staple creatures of European folklore is even more unknown. Something that is really interesting is the link that griffins have with Finland. 
Much like other places, Finnish folklore and mythology also has counterparts to the griffin. Depending on the name used, they can either be spirits that protect treasure, or they can be the henchmen of wizards, taking the form of giant birds. But that's not why they're interestingly linked with Finland. At the end of the 19th century, a businessman hosted a competition for artists to create a new and distinctive logo for Russian trade. Hugo Simberg decided to enter, drawing an intricate griffin, and was declared the winner of the competition. The businessman purchased the art in 1899. The company grew to become Kimene Corporation and eventually merged with United Paper Mills in 1996. The griffin has been the symbol of the company for 120 years and has been redesigned several times over the years, with the most recent version being designed in 1989. There aren't really any modern sightings of the griffin though, so there's not too much to say about that. Should we just move on to the theories? The griffin rules the land and the skies, a fearsome beast that protects treasures and hates horses. But where did the mythology come from? Let's take a look. Once again, as with all folklore, there are pretty much only two options. Except this time, there is an actual theory. Our first option today is that they are real. Chimeric creatures appear in lots of folklore, so it makes sense that the information behind this has some element of truth to it, right? Well, sort of. We know that animals can mate with different species, but only within specific limits. Lions and tigers, horses and donkeys and a few other animals come under this umbrella. The issue with this, though, is that they, the offspring of these animals are sterile meaning that they cannot breed themselves. This already stops the idea that griffins could create hippogriffs, which is part of their mythology. There isn't much evidence to suggest that they exist either, which negates the idea that they could possibly exist. The second option is that they're not real. When it comes to mythology and folklore, there is often an element of truth or an explanation for something that otherwise can't be explained. I don't know if there is for the griffin. They began as mystical chariot-pulling animals and turned into protectors of precious metals. That may have been due to their association with the sun, but it may have just been tacked on to give it a purpose. The actual theory today is that they were a misinterpretation of paleontological evidence. In the Gobi Desert, the fossils of a dinosaur called the Protoceratops have been found. The bones, and specifically the skull, which features a prominent beak, may have been interpreted by ancient observers as a hybrid creature. The Silk Road that travels through the Gobi Desert was developed after the stories of the Griffin, though. So which one came first? Is it possible that the original stories caused people to interpret the fossils as the Griffin? We may never know.
The information from this episode came from an Ancient Origins article called The Ancient Origins of the Legendary Gif- Griffin. A Folklore Thursday article called Mythical Beasts, the Griffin, the legendary king of all creatures. And a UPM article about its logo's history. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and still plan to post short pieces of episodes on TikTok as well as putting the episodes on YouTube, but that's going to involve me getting some time to plan that properly. I have a Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There is a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do that. My email address is in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate me to please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with the things that I've said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. This episode was meant to release last week on January 7th, but I got behind. I spent some time catching up this week, so I'm releasing this in tandem with the other episode I missed as a special release, and also the most recent creature feature that is due to release today. So enjoy that, and I will be back on schedule as of Wednesday. So hold on until then. (laughs) 